I was like, hey, you know, if nothing else, I can save this night and maybe take a couple midgets home for a have-some, but no. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> 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 Alexa, how many midgets in a wholesome? <laughs> <laughs> I get a Welcome to the Glass Bottom Podcast, the GBP, if you will. Two weeks in a row, got it right. Hello, folks. I am Mike, and up to my left, as always, surrounded by animals like Dr. Doolittle. I prefer a major Doolittle that bombed. Tokyo. Rob, what up, Rob? You can just call me Dr. Dumore. Uh, I don't get that one. Okay. You will. Oh, Dr. Dumore or Dumore? See, now you're just taking the joke out. Sorry. It's, it's Dr. Dumore. Dr. Dumore. Up to my right, the man, the myth, the legend, the man, a few words. Shards. What up, Shards? What's up, man? What's up, man? Thank you, folks, for tuning in. Another great week. Number 36. Yes, we were off last week. We had a lot going on. I was in a dark place in my head. Didn't have the funny. Didn't have the inspiration. A lot going on at work. And here we are. Thanks for tuning back in. We hope you had a good couple of weeks. Housekeeping. I ain't got no housekeeping except for telling you that we're sorry we missed you last week. We did miss you. Rob, we missed him, didn't we? I missed him. I felt like I was standing at a bus stop and the bus never came. I was like, where's the bus? I imagine that's what our listeners felt like. Don't you think so, Rob? Yeah, probably. Where's my parents? It's cold. Well, we're sorry. We love you. Uh, we had a lot of great feedback, positive and negative. But most of all, some positive from uh, people like Chris, 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 my friend Chris, who started listening to our podcast and likes it. And she exercises to our podcast. And that makes me happy when some people you would like and, uh, and cherish uh, tell you good things. I mean, that's good. But I think she's going to become my podcast. Uh, what do we call it? My podcast conscience. conscience? Yeah, Chris is going to be your conscience. Yeah. Well, I like her a lot. She's a great person. So, what are you going to say that is going to offend Chris? She's not easily offendable, but like I don't know. When I start thinking Mike things now, I'm going to see Chris in my head. But which that's a good thing because she's awesome. I'm not going to let it affect. Chris, be careful. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Hey, Have she, your she already likes the show. How, how much worse could it get? Okay. Thanks, Shards. I think that's the key. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, let's keep rolling on with a good show for Chris, Chris, and all the other positive people, and even better for the negative people. If you ain't popping, you ain't got no haters or something like that. I don't know what they say. Well, a lot's happened in two weeks. The Yang, the bad news. Uh, Rob, what do you think the bad news is, in my opinion, this week? Uh, is it? Mm. Mm. I'm going to say a celebrity. Yeah. Yes. Which one? Yes, Suzanne Summers. You got yeah, it. that one. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Good job, Rob. We'll put that in in post, I think. Yeah, Suzanne Summers died. And yeah, I'm a little older than the average bear. But uh, she was huge. 
mainly because she was like the bombshell when I was coming of age and the hormones were pumping and, uh, you know, but she was in Three's Company and uh, she did some shows after that, which were really good step by step. And she's the sheriff and she was an entertainer. She would get on stage and sing and dance and she was marvelous. Do you know how I knew that, Shards? How'd you know? Oh, thanks for asking. This is a great Mike story. So uh, in the late 84, 1984-ish, little Mike, probably, let's see, 84, I was 15, maybe 13. Me and my dad, who was a partier and a chingerer and a person who knew how to live the finer things of life in Las Vegas, were in Las Vegas. Little Mike usually got dropped off with 40 bucks in the Circus Circus to play video games and carnival games while my dad did whatever he did. God, I don't even want to know. This time, my dad comes home and says, hey, Mike, to the camper, sorry. Suzanne Summers is in a burlesque show on the strip. Do you want to see it? And I said, <laughs> uh, I'm 15 or 14. No, I think I was 13. Somewhere between 13 and 15. My dad goes, he's a chingerer. Like, the Wedding Crashers was the movie about my dad. That's what he always said, and my mom confirms that. So he's like, just act like you own the place. You know, put on a nice shirt, and we'll go. We went. Dad buys the tickets. I strut through the uh, front doors. Nobody checks my shit. Next thing you know, I'm sitting like 10 rows back at a topless burlesque show in Las Vegas circa 1984. Suzanne Summers is the headliner. Imagine a 13-year-old Mike sitting in the 10th row looking at nothing but jiggling boobs and smiles for an hour. And Suzanne Summers singing and dancing, wearing scandalous stuff, you know, bikini stuff and nice stuff, but scandalous hour and a half of bouncing boobs. I probably had a beer knowing my daddy's like, oh, two beers, please. But the show ends with a big crescendo and Suzanne Summers in the single spotlight pops her top off. I don't know why she did that. Like she was famous at the time. Pops her top off. The puppies fall down. I think I short circuited. I remember it, but like, I don't think it, it, it blue smoke came out of my ears like a bad CPU and I'm like, I just saw Suzanne Summers' boobs in my own eyes. Did anyone believe you when you told them about it? Of course not. When I went home to my hometown, who's going to believe a dipshit, you know, like me? I saw Suzanne Summers in a burlesque show and I'm only 14. No, but I saw it and my dad can <laughs> confirm it if he was here. I saw that. And the previous hour and a half was other chicks' boobs who were all tense, bouncing around on high heels. It was overload. So when she popped her top, I was already short-circuited blue smoke but that's uh that's it the other memory for me and suzanne summers also involves her uh beautifulness when i was a kid there was no porn hub there was no mr skin the older kids would have stashes of playboys that they would hide in the woods around our village and then we would raid their forts and find their playboys and we would take them and they'd find our forts and take them back well suzanne summers posed in playboy in like 1981 two three or and showed it all. And I remember when someone told me, I was like on my BMX bike, you know, chilling on the corner with my Vans and my Levi's 501s. And someone's like, did you know Susan Summers was in Playboy? I locked on like a Sparrow missile. No, like a Sidewinder missile. I was like, if I don't do anything more in life, I'm going to find this magazine. I found it. And it was worth every second of all the trail hopping, all the fort raiding I did. Yes, she posed naked in Playboy. 
and it was worth it. God bless Suzanne Summers. Godspeed. You guys have any Suzanne Summers thoughts? Because I think I'm a little older than you, and she might not have any impact. No, and I'm just so mystified of, uh huh, like forest porn. Just, I right, guys, we're going on an adventure. We don't know where we're going, but we're finding this porn. That's like, exactly that's exactly it. Every click of guys or kids in the in the village I lived in had a fort somewhere out in the woods. They had their area like turf, you know, like in a city with gangs. But it was out in the woods, and you knew like, uh oh, that's the twelfth graders area. We ain't going in there. Well, twelfth graders are out for their homecoming. Let's go look around. So the forts literally used to be. It was California, so it was dry. You would dig like a six foot deep circular pit, and then put plywood over it and put sand on the plywood underneath an oak tree or somewhere hidden and then have a little door that was kind of hidden. And if you saw the fort and you found the door, you go in and it's like cigarette butts, little airline booze bottles and whoever they stole their dad's booze and liquor. And then their stash of playboys. And if you got lucky, a penthouse or God dang a hustler, a hustler back then was like X, 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 X. They showed things. They showed things that traumatized me. <laughs> yeah yeah forest porn was something and then you would steal their shit and put it in your little ninth grade or eighth grade area in your fort which probably sucks super ass like one of them was like some two by fours up in an oak tree and you would go up and then we had like a like a shitty little box that we stuffed our stuff in but who's gonna look up they're looking down no we put our stuff up and they found it and then you'd raid theirs but the takeaway is when you put a 1980s magazine with color photos out in the California wilderness for over probably a month, it develops this earthy smell and I'm smell generated, you know, with this beak, I live my memories who smell. I can still smell that when I close my eyes and think of Suzanne Summers, I can still smell that mildewy musty smell of a playboy that has been in a 12th graders fort for six months, eighth graders fort for a day, a ninth graders fort for a week. You get me? It was great things, great time. That's forest porn. Porn smell connoisseur. I like yeah. it. I think we talked about it in a previous episode where I actually squirreled some home and put it in the hid hid him in the laundry room of my house, and my mom found him and never told me. And mm-hmm. I thought I was like, I'm putting one over on the old lady. I think it's in Mother Mary, and she's like, Yeah, I found it. You put it in the fucking laundry room. What an idiot! <laughs> of course, I'm going to find this porn in the laundry room. <laughs> that was Suzanne Summers. I'm going to miss her, and uh, as a kid growing up three's company is hilarious but on the, like for older people friends you remember friends right rob yeah but i never watched it shards do you remember friends yeah but i'm pretty much in the same boat i never really watched it <sighs> okay Sh- long story short jennifer aniston has some condition where her that's the only nipples- part of friends that i know yes her nipples are always <laughs> hard so every time she's shown in friends 99 percent of the time her nipples are sticking through her blouse and that's why a lot of people watch Friends, including myself. Suzanne Summers, even though Three's Company was way funnier and way better written, the women of that era, early late 70s, early 80s, Suzanne Summers was always putting on her high beams. She always had her high beams on, for lack of a better word. Wink, wink. And I sit there with my family because it was great family entertainment, you know, watching that. And all I can think of was like nibbles, 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 nibbles. Oh, my God. Nibbles, 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 nibbles. nibbles. And my parents would go, <laughs> Jack Tripper. I'd be like, <laughs> nibble, 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 nibble. you got me? That's what happened. <laughs> what an impact. Oh, man. Rob, is there a similar uh, is there a similar icon in your life where that might have happened with you? 
The fact that I th- have to think about it, probably not. Wow. I'm starting to feel really perverted. Well, God bless her. Plus, uh, not only was she a comedian, like she was my generation's Lucille Ball, but then she kind of got pushed out of Hollywood. She married some super high Hollywood dude that was a director, producer, <laughs> network chief, and they kind of pushed her out. So she started her own stuff. She started doing jazzercise videos, getting people healthy in her little leotard. And then she invented... Rob, I think Rob still has one, a thigh master. You still have your thigh master, Rob? Use it daily. And that's why your thighs. Do you use it on your calves? Because your calves are fucking amazing. You know, if you saw the way I used a thigh master, you'd be perplexed, honestly. (laughs) I'd probably be, yeah, I would be violently ill. Well, I don't know if she invented it, but she was the the chief operating officer of this company that put out the thigh master they sold on Every commercial was a thigh master with her sweet ass pinching her thighs together. It's basically a spring from a 79 uh, Dodge pickup with two paddles on it. And you squeeze your thighs together with that spring and it makes you beautiful. Head to toe, I guess. I never had one. Sidebar. (laughs) My dad, he's literally a greatest generation. He had one of those 1920s exercisers that's like 10 coil springs mounted side by side with handles on it and you're supposed to pull it apart and then put it back together. So I'm exploring through where I'm not supposed to be. I'm a little kid. You know, I'm wearing like shorts and no shirt. I find this thing. I'm like, Oh, look at this. It's an exerciser. I pull it against my chest. Cause I don't have the manpower to actually pull it without using my chest as like part of the equation. I pull it and I'm like, Oh, look at this. I almost got my, I got my arms straight out. It's across my entire chest at the springs. I think it's like 10 springs. And I was like, Oh, look at me. I went to collapse it. Guess what happened, Shards? Crushed your chest. No, worse. Crushed all your chest. I didn't have one at that point. It was tucked away. It All those coil springs closed on my sweet, supple nine-year-old nipples and my sweet, supple nine-year-old chest. Please never refer to yourself. As sweet and supple? Why not? Yeah. I was Especially nine. as a nine-year-old. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, that was a learning experience. the wrong crowd. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, if you like that, tune out now. There's other podcasts <laughs> for you. That was that was my first taste of exceptional amounts of pain. I was like, who designed this? And why am I playing with it? All right, back to the Thigh Master. So she made millions on the Thigh Master. And uh, she was a businesswoman like Dolly Parton, American hero, American treasure. And then she got breast cancer back when breast cancer wasn't on, you know, wasn't very well known. And she was a beautiful woman. Uh, I believe she had mastectomies. I do not know. She was one of the pioneers of breast cancer awareness. And that's what killed her eventually was cancer that stemmed from her breast cancer, which she fought for like 20 years. So Godspeed, Suzanne Summers. Please watch Three's Company. It's so funny if you have never watched it. Great humor with John Ritter and uh, uh, Norman Fell. Great show. That's the that's the bad news. The good news is, I don't think you're all ready for this. I, along with Mando, broke the 75% barrier and went to micro wrestling in Coco <laughs> It was great. Oh, dude, micro wrestling. It was everything I wanted it to be, and uh, it was great. I achieved a goal in life for the first time. Probably in my entire life, I achieved a goal. I spent $25 and I watched midgets wrestle. And I would have paid $26 or $28 personally. I came up a little short. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, you fuckers. <laughs> anyway, that's the yin. I went to micro wrestling, and guess who else went to re- micro wrestling? He's here with us now. He's fitting to come in. I don't know how he liked it, uh, but we went. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, probably. Mando. I'm coming in. Mando, welcome. Hey, what's up? Uh, Have you recovered? I I, was... I recovered. I, I'll never get this time back in my life. I got to be honest with you. I, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, I know right. we were at the same place at the same time. I was so excited and had so much fun that I lost my voice for three days. My, Ugh. my, well, I, mean, first of all, I mean, first of all, I, I don't know how I let myself get talked into this. I mean, like, I got a message, you hey, you want to go watch Midget Wrestling? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why the fuck not? I think I got nothing better to do, right? Yeah, I'd rather sat home and gotten a dental exam. <gasps> are you kidding me dude did you see the ring it was a perfectly downsized ring with turnbuckles and 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 it was like little rubber bands stretched around stretched around the cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> here's what happened all right here's what happened hang on let's build the scene first mando <laughs> we haven't discussed it i can't believe you felt that way i looked over you seemed excited oh I mean, I'll be honest, watching you was yeah. way, way more fun than watching what was going on. Because this was definitely like, uh, at one point in time, I saw, I'm pretty sure you had an erection. I, I did. <laughs> you saw that? Or did you smell I mean, it? I mean, you were waving all over, you know, all, all over the girl. I mean, she's all up in your business. So you oh. can't help it. But. Oh, we'll get to that. It was not a midget, although it could have been. But the female midgets that were there were not proportional, which I insist on. Uh, <laughs> 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 Sorry. All right. The first thing we have, do you want to play the introduction uh, of us at Midget Wrestling? Shards, you got that queued up. Here's the introduction. Now, caveat, mTOR, caveat. Uh, I want to be like John the Stutterer from Stern, where I ask people terrible questions that make them angry. This is my you first. You are. You no, are. You're, you're just like it. I did other things later that <laughs> were bad, but. When it came to interviewing people, when I turned the mic on and they looked at me, I froze like a deer, and I was like, Ooh, "I don't want to get beat up." So, well, a lot of people acted like they were going to punch you, which was more funny, but yeah, but that was later on. It wasn't from the interviews because if you listen, we have a couple interviews queued up. First, shards play the introduction. The sound quality is terrible because I learned you really have to push these mics up people's noses for it to sound clear. So, go ahead, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mike. At-
Okay, that was just for proof that I went there because I know uh, Ramon, codename Poppy Coolum, would have held me to the coals. Like, we have no proof that you went there. You could just be talking. We went there, didn't we, Mando? We, we did. And meanwhile, I, I was messaging uh, you know him but in, 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 while we were there. It was it was pretty funny. Yeah, he should have gone. Yeah. And Rob's gonna go next time. He already pledged to go next. I think Rob would be right up Rob's alley. Shards will have no shards would have no time for this kind of nonsense. He's a real wrestler. He's a real grappler, state champion almost until he got his knee blown up. Hey, but with the entertainment, some of it was actually well pretty well tolerable, I suppose. Uh, it was again better than a, I thought we were at the same show. Let's start with weird. the let's start with the barmaids. Uh the barmaids. No, 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 we got to get past that because we have you have we, we, we just getting into the place. It already started off. I mean, okay. You just imagine walking into a place with 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 Mike here, and here's what happens. Right? <laughs> Ooh, this is interesting. I don't know what this is like. Go so walking, the first thing he does, he does a pratfall going in the front door. Yes. And uh, I'm like, oh god! And everybody uh-huh. around is like, oh god! Did you hurt yourself? Did you hurt yourself? And he started laughing. He goes, oh, I got you. And so immediately everybody's already pissed off at us. <laughs> or, or they're having fun and they know I'm here to party. Or and then we go into the second door and he does the same fucking thing. But it says <laughs> so the good. world wrestling champion for, you know, this, this, well, you know, the small Micro. world, you know, from Disney, Micro. Uh, small world. He, he's there, but he's, he's the bouncer dude. And Mike pulls out his phone. He goes, I got, I got our tickets on the phone. And he goes, you want me to make it bigger? And I'm like, dude, he can't. That's how he's bored. <laughs> so immediately, immediately, we're off to a bad start. Yeah, it guy, did start the off. He's got an attitude. I mean, he, he, he looks like a. I can't really describe the guy. You know, it's a, he looks like he probably needs to be about another 500 pounds with the attitude. These, this guy's rolling around. I'm like, chill out, dude. Napoleon yeah. complex. Very, very, very bad. Even Napoleon's looking down at him going, damn, dude, chill. Correct. And I asked him for an interview, and he's he looked at me like, do I look like I want to give you a, a fucking interview? No. So I was like, no, oops, oops. Yeah, it was bad. You know, it, it was bad. I mean, it's not, we didn't know he was the world chief, he was the champion. You know, it, I thought he was, you know, waiting for him to come out, to, you know, and start, uh, you know, lollipop gilding and shit. But no. <laughs> oh, man. Right to the Wizard of Oz. I thought you'd wait a while. Okay. I mean, so you know, there, there's more. We stand but, you know, that's, in. That's it. It's fucking standing room only at this point. Of right? course. It's popular yeah. and it's an amazing sporting event. Char- uh, I mean, you know. And you can't see none of these people now because everyone's standing up. So what, what does Mike do? Mike goes over and interviews the only guy that can't stand up. In know, a wheelchair. Yes. In the wheelchair. You know, they're, they're, they're bitching because he, he, he's got good seats. He did. He was he was front row. Did he pay for that? Probably not. I mean, he was in a wheelchair. He's paying for it daily. Yeah, but I was worried for him. What if the violence came out over the spillway and uh, this poor guy was there? He was like wheelchair, wheelchair. He wasn't like a like a Lieutenant Dan wheelchair. This guy was in like a serious wheelchair. I have an interview with him, but my microphone skills are so bad that I couldn't hear him mumble. So we're not going to play that interview. But yes, I, Mando, you're right. You're right. Uh, so, so then Mike's loving it. He's like trying to get interviews. He's talking about the hat. Forty dollars for a fucking hat. Come You're on. right. I wanted a hat that said micro just across it. And I'd assume people think it's my penis, but I was like, forty dollars? And then the I use my joke again. He's like, Yeah, forty dollars. I was like, I'm a little short. <laughs> and it walked away. It and it went over just as good the second time as it did the first time. Yeah, not like how you kind of like how they would try to get over something badly. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you tell me that joke? I would have used it. 
Get over so, it. Oh, you can't. Sorry. But but then we're sitting there, and next thing you know, they start playing the Star Spangled Banner. Now, you know, I'm retired military. You know, I'm a combat vet. You know, I'm just as patriotic as the next guy. But this just doesn't seem the right type of venue to play the Star Spangled Banner at, if you know whoa, what I mean. Whoa, whoa. Is there a minimum? Uh, Rob, I mean, is there a minimum that you can think of, Rob, <laughs> where the Star Spangled? Uh, hang on, we got to hash this out. This is patriotic. I mean, bullshit. the little three by five so flag was still being waved around. It looked huge around. I mean, it looked like, looked like you know, Rocky Balboa <laughs> walking out with the flag wrapped around him. Well, but it was well, like, to, be, oh to be honest, with all the micro wrestlers holding the flag up, it looked like fucking Iwo Jima to me. I was proud. I saluted more than. along with it. Like, I'm sitting there like, oh, my God, we're going to die. Like, Mike's sitting there trying to sing along with it. He's doing Whoa. his best Janet Jackson impression. Whoa. You know, everybody's turning around staring at him. Sidebar. I can sing the national anthem extremely well. Unfortunately, it comes out as a 1970s blues female African-American Motown artist. And I'm going to do it someday on the podcast, and you guys are going to be blown away. Mando didn't get to hear it well because there was a lot of people there, and this acoustics were And I was trying to act like I didn't know him, but. <sighs> he did. <laughs> he was he was scrunching. But okay. man, like, what, what killed me the most was, like, all these people – like they were like really getting into it. I'm like, this is not the time or place for this. Like, I imagine that you know, you know, some some poor guy died for the right to you to go to micro wrestling. That makes you know, me like, proud. God I mean, bless America. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it just felt a little much. It felt a little much. You want to live in a country where you can't go to micro wrestling? It just oh. it just felt a little much. Right. You want to live in a country, Mando, where you have like five choices of entertainment. Like tonight is ballet. Oh, uh, tonight is movie. Sylvester Stallone. That is all. I want micro wrestling. I want micro micro. I want naked micro wrestling. That's America. That's who died. That would at least be a worthwhile seeing naked micro wrestling. I probably would have stood up for that one. At least in your yeah. <laughs> shards. What the fuck are you taking on? Shards is trying to distract us and it's working. This guy, uh, he, is that a pill bottle? What's on your head shards? Yeah, well, I'm trying to figure out what's on Rob's head. <laughs> it's a duck. You motherfuckers! <laughs> While I'm focused on Mando, Rob sticks a rubber duck on his head. I don't see it. Then Shards puts a pill bottle on his head. <laughs> you threw off the Emperor's groove. Motherfuckers, mute, mute yourselves. <laughs> Mando, I'm sorry. They, they were assholes. Me and you. They're, they're jealous that we bonded and they didn't, even though you hated and I loved it. All right. I mean, so Star Spangled Banner. Not good for you. A, I but I, I can okay with that because that's just it, it's what they do. Okay, I got it. Cool. And then these this, this guy and I, I say guy loosely. Uh, he, he comes out. His name is Micro Jackson. No, 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 dude. That's my no, boy. Little, little Ozzy. Little Ozzy came out first. Yes, he did. Don't don't even shit on Micro Jackson. Little Ozzy. Go ahead. Little you look great. Ozzy. You look great. What do you think Little Ozzy was all about? Ozzy Osbourne songs. He was. He did a. He he did an Ozzy Osbourne song. Well, and he did a medley. Well, you actually you. understand what he's saying. Like, wow, this kind of sucks now that I understand it. But, but, then, but and then the same guy. Remember when you tried to ask him for a picture? Yeah, he said after the show and to pay me money. It was it was bad. Yeah, like the, they, they, they said, hey, dude, you know, cool show. You know, cool. You know, can we get a picture? It'll cost you like five bucks. And yeah. then Mike had to do the I'm a little short joke again. <laughs> it never oh, gets old. Hey, All right. Hang on. Much like these guys. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, so listen, Mike Jackson dark. comes out. No, Mike no, no, Jackson. 
My uh, little Aussie saying crazy train. And this is how, you know, I'm mentally ill the whole time he was singing crazy train or lip syncing crazy train. You know, those little trains, they have it like cheap uh, entertainment parks at like where you sit on top of the train car. And it's like, you don't want to talk about those little micro trains that you ride for like a dollar. He's singing crazy train, lip syncing, crazy train. And I'm thinking of him as the engineer on this little bitty train. And I'm sitting behind him on the coal car like a fucking Godzilla. So everybody's just staring at this guy. I mean, meanwhile, Mike's laughing so hard. Of course, you know, this big monster behemoth yeah. in there standing uh-huh. taller than everybody there. So these, you know, these midgets are staring up at him. They're like looking at him at his kneecaps, wanting to know why he's laughing so hard. Yeah, which you know, that was funny. terrible. It's funny. You know, I can only imagine that's what you know, the Japanese people felt like when Godzilla was coming through the city, or yeah. when Americans uh, finally occupied Japan. For the record, one or the other. All yeah. right, uh, that's what I said. But hey, uh, in front of us, remember who was in front of us at first when we first got there? Remember the beautiful American couple, Reed. We got well, the dude that was trying to finger bang his girlfriend there in the audience. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. This is a. F- that's not a family show. Okay, let me back that up for you. In front of us was a fine-looking young man, probably in his late t- middle twenties, and an extremely fine-looking young lady who was wearing Daisy Dukes and a nice little halter top. And uh, uh, it was hard to focus on midgets. I, the, for the first time in my life, I found it hard to focus on midgets. That so, says a lot. Yeah, this chick was smoking. So. You know, me and Mando had some inside jokes about, you know, the guy who actually brought this chick to midget wrestling. But I have an interview. Uh, Shards, can you cue up Reed? Reed was the one all night. This chick is loving on him. They had a love fest. It was PDA. It was it was. I think she got pregnant. I'm pretty sure she got (laughs) pregnant there. Did I shoot that far? Son of a bitch. I thought my underwear would stop. Okay. Play. This is Reed. The guy, he's got a $50 t-shirt over his shoulder, a chick that is hotter than the surface of the sun. And he brought her to midget wrestling. And yet there's still a couple play Reed, please. All right. I'm at micro wrestling. I'm uh, with this gentleman. What's your name, sir? Reed. Reed is here. Okay, I was fully footstools. jealous when I interviewed him, so I was a little bit cockolded, but yeah, yeah, footstools, uh, that's the best I could come up with. I was going to do full stuttering John, but I didn't want to get my ass beat. But Mando was behind me. Uh, let me, before we get too much into this, let me just tell you all the stupid drunken hijinks I did, and later on we'll talk about some other dumb shit I did. Mando's right behind me. So even though he's Air Force, you want Mando in your corner, you know? So thank you, Mando, for being there, despite my big mouth and my stupid brain. I mean, there was multiple times where I was like, holy fuck, I'm going to have to end up leaving this guy behind and get his ass kicked while I get out of here. 
Wait, 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 wait. I just gave you credit for be- having my back, and you're like, you're going to fucking frag me? There was nothing else I'd have jumped in with one or the other. Oh, against me? You son <laughs> wait, of a in, bitch. in Rome. Oh, I mean, like, well, micro Rome. <laughs> this is for dragging me to this horrible fucking place. You know you enjoyed it. I looked over. You were, you were, uh, you seemed entertained. And meanwhile, at one point, this rather decent young lady comes over and starts dancing right in front of Mike. And then she's uh-huh. just waving it all over the place. What do you think Mike did? Blush. Dance with her. He pushed her out Starts of the way so he could jeans. see the ring. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Two, words. Two words, midgets. He That's pushed it. her out of the way. There were midgets in the house. I had to look. <laughs> she was like, oh, okay. And they kept going. Okay. That was so my, to my defense, we have another interview. This is probably the seventy percent of who was there, including myself. Uh, play the drunk lady uh, interview, and uh, she's hilarious. And that this is the most of who packed the crowd. We have another micro wrestler enthusiast, ma'am. Do you love micro wrestling? I do. Yeah, well, that's my. Uh, <laughs> what? She was she was DSF man, but it was fun. That's who most of the crowd was. Except I mean, for, I was sitting there going, I was like, hey, you know, if nothing else, I can save this night and maybe take a couple midgets home for a halfsome. But no. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> fuck. Alexa, how many midgets in a wholesome? <laughs> Mando, you are fucking broken, and I love it. Keep that shit up. I mean, I, I mean, they was like they were trying to like, play fighting with each other. You know, I was you know like, jealous, like put him in a like, put him in a quarter Nelson. You know, get him in the was... figure two leadlock. <laughs> the figure two. <laughs> Yes, everything was scaled down. The beauty I've been telling everybody all week is the ring was in their like dining area of this uh, sports bar place. I think it, was, it was like a queen size bed. It basically think the size of a queen size bed, maybe don't a little bury, bigger. Don't don't spoil the lead, Mando. It was the size of a queen size bed. But here's the beauty of it: they had an eight foot high drop ceiling, like every office in America. Right? I can reach up and touch it with my arm bent, like in a ninety degree angle. So when we walked in, I saw the ring. It's elevated. Then I saw the one rope, two rope, three rope. And then I saw the ceiling. And I'm like, that seems problematic. Let me tell you. They did some high-flying stuff. <laughs> this they, did shit. they did shit with people like midget on another midget's shoulders, jumping in the air, suplex. That ceiling was not even close to being touched by midget feet or hands. <laughs> Whoever thought of this business model is a fucking genius. They're like, you know what? We're gonna play places with standard ceilings and bars. Let's but, let's. But you know how like it. you want like the, the big candy bars, but you get them in the in the package, or they're like fun size. Yeah, fun size. Yeah, fun size. They are fun size. The whole package. That's the beauty. This whole package is fun size. So 
they had their matches, and of course, it uh, it ended as you expected. The bad part was the two main wrestlers that got crazy were uh, one was making Joe a little black midget, well out of uh, proportionality, had those crazy <laughs> cowboy bow legs. Poor guy. Well, he was fucking ripped. Like the dude yes. was ripped. He was shredded. He was shredded. God bless uh, Jamaican Joe. And <laughs> he was like kid. Terry Crews from Wish. damn it fuck yeah oh boy and uh so the first thing which i saw online the first thing they do with this character is pull his rasta wig off and show that he's just a normal brother man from the other land i don't remember the name of the guy he was fighting jamaican joe but jamaican joe was the baby face disco somebody or another right yeah that was a white guy because i got a video you yelling disco sucks which which, uh, took me a second to figure out remember why but other than disco something. <laughs> yeah, but the white the white guys were like like disco something and who cares? Like, what was like an Elvis impersonator? Yeah, he got his ass kicked rightfully so. Like I about jumped in on the Elvis guy, but yeah. But the white midgets were like proportional, so that was a win for uh that was a win for proportionality. Both the brother man midgets, the micro wrestlers were unproportional. So they had a match. Of course, they both beat up their com- opponents, and then it was Jamaican Joe and the other brother man uh, wrestler. And it was a great match. Lots of high flying action. I had a blast. Well, you didn't, medium you didn't enjoy that? Oh. <laughs> no, that was high flying. <laughs> high flying is relative to the length of the person divided by the elevation off the canvas. It was high flying action. Third rope action, like suplexes, pile drivers, the good kind. And it was great. So you didn't like that, Mando, when those two guys squared off? I mean, it kind of reminded me of like a, like a, you know, like third graders, you know, you know, play fighting each other out in grade school. It was, you know, it was, I expected a little more carnage maybe, but you know, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, at this point I was two drinks into it. So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I was just expecting too much, but I was four drinks into it and I was having a blast. And then I mean, a little show forever, forever. I'll have this thing of this, this little, little bitty, teeny tiny micro Jack, micro Jackson, this, this impersonator. No, no, he he looks like, you know, it looks like he'd still be at home at Neverland ranch. If you know what I mean, let's put it that way. Wow. Um, He he definitely has a place there, but you know, but he's out there trying to dance. Sidebar. If Michael Jackson in his child molesting prime ever came across micro Jackson, that would have been, that would have been horrible. Can you imagine? Well, you remember what he used to be like with, with, the, with that kid? It was the Webster dude. Yeah. He would have thrown the Webster dude out for this guy. Yeah. Oh, dude. He would have thrown the Webster dude out like a, like a football and then brought Michael J- Micro Jackson could fit. One of those little a, mini footballs. He could fit in a five-gallon bucket. And that's not Easily. We're Easily. Gonna, I have a picture of me with all the wrestlers. I want to meet Micro, so I paid $5. This guy paid money to get a picture with these guys. you damn right. I would have paid. Well, all he shows is his knees. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my knees with everybody in the show. That is not true, but Mando, God damn it, that's funny. Micro Jackson is a midget's midget. Like, and he, and he's if, out you there, wanted, he's, if you wanted to referee. feel like a master of, if you wanted to feel like a giant as a midget, you would call Micro Jackson and tell him to come to your house and stand next to you. He could I mean, fit he could, in a five-gallon bucket completely. It's not like he could reach the door. You'd have to let him in. He can't reach the door. <laughs> he couldn't reach the doggy door, the poor kid. He had to get a stool to get in the ring. 
And like, come on, like, they're absolutely exploiting these guys. You know, meanwhile, you know, all the other you got the, you got the sleazy promoter standing off to the side, and he yeah. kind of reminds me of like you know, it was like wow, this may be like kind of like regular wrestling after all because you got this big sleazy promoter, yeah. and he's yep. and he's got these two female you know little people to try to be as correct as I can here next to him. You're like they're his girlfriend, so they were rubbing all over him the whole time. That happened. No. One of the sleazy girlfriends was something I've never seen before. Rob, have you ever seen an Indian little person? I mean, from India, like a like a, a Punjab or a, a, a somewhat an Indian. I've never seen an Indian midget. Have you? No. Do they work at like a three and a half and eleven? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That was nice. Uh, could you imagine the counter? It would be like a foot and a half off the ground. You'd have to bend over to tap your card. The security no. glass would go so low. <laughs> is that to cover ejaculation? Sorry, is that bad? What? <laughs> no, no, no. That was well. Honest to God, this is not bullshit. I have never seen an um, a little per, a micro person from India, and yet she didn't wrestle, but she was behind the scenes. You know, checking. Well, there was some wrestling later. I bet. You know, that, that, like this oh. guy, he just. He just screams sleaze coming out of him. Like he just like oozing just goo. You know, just like oh. he's the oiliest, slimiest, you know, like you know, like absolutely and then then there's this other guy. You can tell he was like the manager or something because he was he looked normal size, but he was about nine hundred pounds. Yeah. Remember, he was the guy that, that guy. was yelling at the other wrestler saying, You gotta wrestle again or we're gonna sue you. Yeah, uh, I remember you know, that. But you know, it was like the guy, the, the guy couldn't even drag his fat ass up into the ring if he needed to. But he's over there yelling at these poor people. That ring you know, would like, collapsed if he got in it. But Micro Jackson was the honorary referee because he, he can't wrestle. Even the midgets could just pick him up by the scruff of his neck and throw him out of the bar. So God bless Micro Jackson. But how many how many two counts do you think we saw? We were there like two hours. How many? How many two counts and a kick out? They were all of them. They were all two counts. And meanwhile, every single time he was counting, he was doing some Michael Jackson moonwalk move to go along with it. That was pretty rad. That was rad. You can just see it. Like you're like, okay, so is this is this finally over? Meanwhile, the guy's just like laying, you know, laying across, and they're just you can see them talking to each other, you know, while the dude's counting. You know, he's like, okay, ready now. Their little micro mouths are good for whispering their next move. I didn't well, see that. That must be you. I'm shorter, so I was closer down to them. No. Well, you should have got up in there. The star yeah. of the show, unfortunately, was a guy they call the Little Show, which is pretty cool because he's a fully proportional, and I I endorse fully proportional little persons. And he was probably like three and a half feet tall, but proportional. This is the guy that might challenge when we first walked in the door, by the way. Well, he seemed like the toughest guy in the room. You got to punch him in the nose, like my dad taught me to do in kindergarten. You know, well, you, just, you couldn't punch. You probably you probably have to like you know hammer fisting, but you know I would have to hit him with my kneecap. But that's a pretty good business model. Like Little Show is twice as big as the midgets, but he's still he's still half as big as Mando. So Little Show is like the Big Show, only with midgets. That was that was good planning. I don't know who did the logistics, and of course he got up there at one point and was like spewing his cutting a promo spewing rhetoric he's like and if any of you rednecks want to hop in here and challenge me just know you'll go home to tell your girl that you got beat your ass by a midget ah. I, I that's when i was like this is where i want to just walk up to the ropes but i controlled myself it was a show and i was there to watch it not just like imagine a six six fat ass with big plus he'd have to go home and tell everybody he got you know beat up by a midget so there's that too 
Oh, you fucker. He counter-programmed me. I could live with that, though. I could live with that, honestly. I'm broken. I could be like, my name is Mike, and uh, I'm 6'6", and I got beat up by a midget once. Anyway, so... I mean, he just has to like straight out and punch you right in the dick, and it's all over. But Well, he's got to find my wife's purse to do that, and I don't think he knows where that's at. Fuck him. I'll go in uh-huh. full. Fair statement. So the little show regulated, of course, and uh, kicked ass, and then they had a Royal Rumble where everybody got thrown out, and I don't even remember who won it because I was just screaming obscenities and funny stuff. You know, like, here's where Mando... <laughs> here's where I put Mando in a bad spot. Rob, we're standing there against a bar, uh, there's like two rows of people standing in front of us. Then there's the the security gate. So every time somebody shorter than me would walk by in front of us, Mando's to my left, and I go, "Great match, dude! You did great. You did the best you could." <laughs> so what would they do? They would fucking turn around and look at me because you know this fucking behemoth so high above. They look at me and I'm like, I'm gonna get, my, I'm, I'm gonna get beat the fuck up here. Yeah. yeah. So meanwhile, he's he's like he keeps stroking this dude's back next to him. I did you know, do that. Like, <laughs> Sorry, man. You know, like, I'm dude. never going anywhere with you, Mike. Ever, Rob. It was fun and we had fun and nothing happened. But yeah, you're gonna put, get me into some shit, and I'm gonna have to get myself out of it. You're gonna laugh no, in the you corner won't. when I'm <laughs> my six foot six, fatty livered, large jowl dude is standing there. I, they don't do anything. They look at you. They mean mug you, as we say. But like the first time I did it, it was a little questionable, and the response I got made me like, yeah, I'm gonna do this all night. And guess what? I did it all night. People, he did. He did it all night. Short all dudes and walk by with long. their girlfriends. I'm like, hey, good match, dude. That was great moves. And they look at me like, what the fuck? And I was like, good match, man. Good match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there, was, there was this one, uh, one of the spectators. The worst part is, is they probably go there to get their ego pumped up, too. Like, I'm, I'm not, not the shortest guy here. Like, you like, remember the one spectator girl who was like, she was just there as a spectator, but you know, we honestly thought she was one of the wrestlers because she was not much taller than four feet yes i remember yeah. tell him yeah. you know he did that to her and she looked back around him and I, I thought she was the closest one that was actually going to start throwing punches she was just there. i'm sexually aroused i didn't know i missed that I, I missed her frustration well yeah that was my fun was taking short kings as they call them now in the 2023s when short people call them short kings i was like I had the pristine advantage of I'm sitting there. We're, we're in the middle. I was like, OK, well, you know, what? I'm going to go to the bathroom. I go in the bathroom and fucking uh, little Ozzy's in there putting his wig on in the bathroom. In the bathroom? Just, that was a wig? They don't even, they, they don't even give him a, a dressing room. Little Ozzy? These guys dressing or little Ozzy's in there putting his fucking wig on, you know, in the dressing room. You don't need a dressing room. You need a box. You know, you know, he's he's in the bathroom. He's in there, you know, in, you know, in the bathroom. He can barely see the mirror. I mean, he can barely look up over the over the the, the sink well enough to see himself in the mirror. But he's uh-huh. like trying to jump up on the sink, putting his wig, wig on. <laughs> like, like, boing, God, boing, damn. boing. You know, I was like, this is embarrassing for everybody. I'm just gonna pretend I don't see you, okay? <laughs> and the puddle of piss below the short people's uh, urinal was really embarrassing. The puddle just kept growing all night. Underneath a small urinal. That's terrible. All right, Mando, let's get to brass tacks. That was one of the greatest nights of my adult life. I had a blast. Again, I was hoarse for two days. My guts hurt from cheering. I am a lifelong fan of micro wrestling. I'm going to go see. Next time it goes, I'm going to take Rob. I can't take Mando. 
apparently. Rob, will you pledge to go with me to the next Midget Wrestling? Don't, don't do it. Not after this. Mando? Why? Get, what are you talking about? I mean, you'll schedule, you'll schedule drywall or something, or you know, oh. maybe schedule a colonoscopy. or, or I object. Mean, Mando. Mando, I object. I mean, it was We're 11 right o'clock at night. Uh-huh. You know, it was 20. You know, the, only, the only good thing about the night, this is, this is how I knew this was going to be shit. And Mike goes, this is I how object. I knew it was going to be absolute shit. Mike goes, no, hey, you want to go see Midget Wrestling? I'll buy your ticket. <laughs> like, uh, I should have made I you buy known. your own ticket. Should have fucking known right then, because it would have been if it was as amazing as he was putting it out to be. He goes, "Hey, it's only going to cost you twenty bucks, but it'll be worth it." But no, he goes, "Hey, you want to go? I'll buy your ticket." At that point, I'm like, "Fuck it, what have I got to lose? I should have stayed home and paint and watched paint dry." <laughs> Whoa! I am Whoa. cut to the core, yeah. Rob. Despite what my esteemed colleague has just puked all over my boys and girls in midget wrestling, will you please go with me to the next one, Rob? I will buy your ticket, even though we're, he just He's trying to get me with the same trap. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you I will give you one thing. There's, there, there's one. There was one funny moment. I'll give you one funny moment. I got, I, I took videos because nobody would, well, nobody would believe I went to this shit. I didn't take <laughs> the video, so I got this one video, and it, you know, and, it, and I just happened. I'm, I'm, I'm getting letting it play, and I hear Mike in the background yelling, "Kick him in the dick." <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> you did. That was the funniest wow. part of the whole night, right there. You're yelling <laughs> at these poor midgets to kick each other in the dick. <laughs> Oof. And for that, I'm sorry, Mando. And for that, Give I'm the sorry. Dick twist. The old <laughs> dick twist. From now on, when I look at my kids' baby shoes that I love, I'm gonna all I'm gonna think about is midget wrestling going, kick him in the dick, and those little baby shoes going dink, dink, dink. <laughs> <laughs> they were wearing do it. you remember those old like, baby shoes? The little old like 1920s baby shoes that were white with laces. That's what they were wearing as wrestling boots. I mean, I realize that everybody's <laughs> got to make a living. All right. I got it. I got it. They all, everybody's got to make a living. But there, there's no way, you know, because there's not that many TV spots open. I mean, the one, you know, they got the guy from Austin Powers and the guy on Jackass. Yeah. And, but, you know, there's not really much openings in the, you know, the, you know, the Tyrion That's Lannister true. dude. That's not you know, true. There's, there's only one Tyrion Lannister, you know, but, you know, there's no other parts available. So I got it. They got to make ends meet. But that's not true. Come on. That is not true. Uh, uh, do you know how how the market is for people to walk around with sombreros on full of chips and salsa at Mexican restaurants? You can get a job but, tomorrow as a midget walking around with a big sombrero with chips and salsa. So well, their heads not, not their necks not strong enough to hold up more than maybe like a quarter bag. <laughs> we don't know that. We don't know that. <laughs> I want to apologize to the listener because when I saw myself interviewing people at the and and the wrestlers I should have interviewed, but they wouldn't. I wanted to ask them questions like, are you waiting for the next uh, the next Wizard of Oz? Do you have an agent that's got you in for the next Wizard of Oz? I wanted to ask them questions that where they would want to kick me in my or headbutt me in my penis or jump up, I guess, and and punch me. Next time, this uh, my interviews were milk toast, and I apologize because I thought it'd be easy to be like Stuttering John and just ask people terrible questions, but it's not. It's hard, and I'm well, learning. Well, I mean, the, the, watching the interviews is great. But don't he, he hasn't set it up properly? I mean, when you walk up to some guy, shove this thing in this you know this little itty bitty little microphone in his face, and go, "Hey, you want to interview for my podcast?" Didn't even tell the name of the podcast to start yeah. with. 
I mean, fail. You know, even, even the people that you actually got to talk, you didn't tell the name of the podcast. Yeah, fail. You know, we're like, hey, fail. dude, like, I want you go. Hey, we're gonna be on you. Know, we're gonna be on the Glass Bottom podcast. You can catch us there. You want to hear yourself heard? You know, people yeah. love to hear themselves. But when you got this big giant behemoth out of midget <laughs> wrestling, showing a phone in your face, going, hey, listen, let me do you an interview. And they go, no. Uh, you know, it's all about the delivery. So that watching that failure over and over and over again, that was definitely the best part of the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> watching me fail was your takeaway? <laughs> Damn, Mando. I knew this was going to go dark. I didn't know it was going to go that dark. But you're right. I failed at interviewing. I did the best I could. Now, Shards is listening. We have to do an on-the-air reveal to Shards. Uh, after all the mayhem and fun, I was hoarse. I was tired. A little bit liquored up, not much. Uh, I, I chilled out. I leave the uh, venue and I get home and I pull my phone and all my accoutrement out of my pockets. Shards. How much did the lavalier mics cost? <laughs> you left those there? How much did the lavalier mics cost? That, I can't uh, remember. 100, over 100, under 100? It was somewhere around there, I think. I don't think I spent a lot. It was like 60 bucks. Well, we're going to have to work out a payment plan. I get home. <laughs> Jesus. I open the clamshell for the lavalier mics. Mic one, yeah, it's there. Mic two, it's there. The thing that plugs in the phone to record the drunk people and the midgets, gone. Dude, I lost the <laughs> fucking main part of the lavalier mics <laughs> on my first outing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Incredible. You know, little Ozzy's like, little Ozzy's like, next time buy my damn picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it has that little uh, earbud plug-in for old phones like mine, it's kind of like a giant dildo for some of the like the Indian wrestler might have used it for some stuff. I don't know, but yeah, shards. I lost the the ear part, and then I called the next day. And talked to a barmaid. I was like, hello, uh, do you have a lost and found? Yes, we do. Uh, I lost a piece of my phone last night at Midget Wrestling. She's like, a piece of your phone? I didn't want to say, yeah, I was recording people while we were watching. So she's like, a piece of your phone? What does that mean? I was like, uh, yeah, my Bluetooth is broken. So I have this adapter so I can listen to Bluetooth. I lost it last night. Is it there? No, it wasn't there, Shards. I have to buy a new lavalier mic because I'm a... He's, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> you know, that's another thing. Worthy. Bring, it, bring it up to waitresses. You know, I, I got a comment on the waitresses. Some of them definitely knew how to work the crowd for tips. I'll give you that. I mean, some of the outfits they were wearing was definitely there, not for you know for for the tip crowd. Um, but you could tell they were just absolutely just disgusted with the whole thing. I mean, they were just they were walking through the crowd. They were, they were, imagine walking through the crowd of a bunch of lepers. Now, just like you expect body parts just to start falling off of people. You know, that's how they were walking through the crowd. Like they didn't want to even they don't even look at you because they were just so disgusted being there. And I don't blame them. I was you know, I was I was kind of unhappy about it, too. But <laughs> Well, Mando, you weren't you were I think you were in the bathroom. I was watching the slightly less than beautiful barmaids at this place add up their tips. And guess what? The lead barmaid looked up after she added up all the tips and split them up. She goes. We're going to be a little bit short. You motherfucker. Booyah! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's how you do it, Mando. Well, I had a good time with you, Mando. 
You drove up in that crazy ass Corvette ears. It rumbles like the fucking space shuttle. You were fun to hang out with. And uh, I hope we find an event me and you can hang out with. But Rob, you got to go with me next time. Please promise me you'll go with me next time, Rob. I'm not try to- promising anything at oh, this moment. Oh, who am I going to go to Midget Wrestling with? Man, who's out? He hates it. What are, you, what are we going to do? I don't know, man. All right. It's going to come again in six months. And we are going to be the, we're not a sports podcast, but we are going to be the official 321 podcast of Midget Wrestling in 321. Mando, why don't you go with me and we'll just Statler and Waldorf it every time. You know what? If I got nothing better to do, it's not, it's not like I got much of a life anymore. So whatever. You're buying yeah. the ticket again. Your toenails are going to keep growing. You'll have something better to do. <laughs> Chop it off your toenails. I'll buy the ticket. All right. You were a worthy opponent. I thought you were having fun. Again, how hot was it to watch Reed and his girlfriend all night? She was just climbing him like a spider monkey. And I mean, I'll admit it one time. I wanted to smell his finger. I like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> now, I didn't want to go that far, but. Because yeah, I mean, he was. He was what the fuck? There's our long bleep for the night. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't take it that far, but like when I thought about my life and I added up all the columns, I was like, what would it, how, how jackpot would it be to be at midget wrestling, enjoying midget wrestling at the level that I enjoy midget wrestling and have a beautiful young blonde woman in Daisy Duke shorts climbing me like a spider monkey and rubbing stuff that she's not supposed to rub in public. You, you cannot beat that. You cannot beat that. That was, that was a 20 out of 10, right? I suppose. I don't know what's going on with this guy. I mean, he had this going on. Yeah, he's this guy's paying attention. She's literally trying to bang him there on on the side of the stage. Yeah, he's getting a little stinky pinky every now and then. Woo! But he's watching the midgets wrestling. Meanwhile, she's doing all this to him. That's like, come true. on, dude. But am, am I that am I that deprived that I that I'll be like are, get in the car? We we goose are we that deprived? Yes, you know, we like instantly, we didn't ever even went to that. You know, if that had been me, they're like, you're not going to midget fucking wrestling. Hell no. You know, we're going to, we're going to stay home tonight. But. Yeah. That's one of the things. Uh, and I failed our listeners. My big question at that point was I wanted to ask one of these dates, like how excited were you when he told you he was taking you to midget wrestling? <laughs> I, couldn't, <laughs> no. I couldn't do it. I could just see me with a busted lip and a bloody nose. And as you all know, my nose is huge. So that's, I failed to listen. If I'm looking slightly downward, <laughs> yes, they can. So uppercut. <laughs> anyway, takeaway: if if micro wrestling comes to a city near you, which they will, go see it. It was fucking amazing. Unless you listen to Mando, in which it sucked. Well, the, the poster, like you showed me this poster, and it had like 20 people on the poster. It looked all the pageantry. It reminded yeah, yeah. me of the days of you know Ric Flair and Dusty yeah. Rhodes. And- it kind of took me back to my childhood. I'm like, okay, this could be all right. You know, I expected, uh, you know, I expected maybe to see, you know, the, the, you know, you know, the, you know, Brent the Anvil and Ironheart come out every now and then. You know, there was like four of them, four people. It was eight, which equals four. You're right. He's right. Four times. Overpromise. Four times. Times one half is four. So he's right. Okay. You're right. I think they underpromised and overdelivered. So we're going to have to agree to disagree, Mando. I think, I think it was worth it. 25 bucks. That's uh wait, what's 20 what's 25 divided by 8? That's like $2, $3 a midget. That's $3 a midget. Don't you think that's worth it? Seems high. <laughs> <laughs> that's a high bar. 
I'm willing to pay three dollars a midget to see midget on midget violence, even if little show may or may not be a midget. I mean, All they're right. sitting there smacking each other. It sounded like you know, yeah, you, you know, you, you, at least I thought that's what it was. It may have been you know, you know, somebody shutting the door or something. That's, but yeah, I noticed that. Now that you mention it, like when you watch real wrestling, when they do the uh, forearm across the chest, it sounds like it sounds like two giant sticks of bologna going pow, like snap, like. This one was like two little Viana sausages whacking together. You motherfucker took my joke. I set that joke up for me, Mando, you son of a bitch, joke stealing asshole. Yo, uh, yo, but, but seriously though, like they're just barely hitting each other. But you can see uh, the sound guy. The sound guy was I like, had it turned way up, so it sounded like you know a gunshot going off every time they'd hit each other. You know, it was like there's no way that the you know, they're trying they're body slamming each other, and there's no way it's waking the sound that it's making. Like the well, stage is barely moving. To yeah, the sound guy's like, credit, it sounded like a twenty-two short. It was like, oh, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a twelve gauge. It was like, whatever. <laughs> All right, midget wrestling. I'm a big fan, Mando. I, I give it a ten, and I'm a lifelong fan. Where, where you oh, I'm, you know, our, our, our ratings together averaged out to be about a three. <laughs> Damn, what are you negative like twelve? Well, you know, I, I can only get so high up. Can you imagine how hot it would be to have a left there with an uh, Indian from India midget in this passenger seat of that Corvette? I didn't have a booster seat, so I couldn't take her home. Oh, my God. Technically, you're right. In the state of Florida, she would have had to have been in a booster seat. Holy shit, you're dark. Oh, dear God. All right. What a great week. What a great time. Uh, We know the stance on midget wrestling. Rob will not go with me. Even if I buy your ticket, Rob, will you go? I'll consider it. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate that. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? We've uh, wasted a lot of their time. No, man. <laughs> that was pretty mm-hmm. good. Nothing? Dude, it was amazing. I loved it. All right. Rob, you got anything to say? Do you want to hear who my favorite wrestler is? Uh, of course. Who is it? And his name is John Cena! You heard the show. Now go follow the show. Go find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Be a friend, fuck a friend. Find us anywhere and you listen to the podcast. Catch you on the next one. Ghostings. <laughs>